Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Welcome to the Just Being Honest Podcast. The JBH Podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. Hey guys, KB here. We're about to get real honest. Um, Today's episode is actually a recast we have of one of my favorite conversations with my gal pal, Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. Um, She was interviewed on episode, oh my gosh, it seems like a baby ago, 46. Number 46, this is number 76 we're sharing today, but it's a recast we had with her talking about how she basically roots herself in balance constantly. I mean, if you follow this gal, if you've heard anything about her journey through this thing we call life and about how she has personally designed her life, what trials and tribulations she's gone through, it's absolutely amazing. So I hope you guys enjoy this recast of the original episode, which was episode number 46 with Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. Um, would love to hear your feedback on this, and I would love to hear about what connection you soulfully have with her. Again, I love this episode. You're going to get so much from it about building brands, maintaining your health and wellness, and basically just like thriving in change. Um, Also, she gives some tidbits about how to create and live within... um, a balanced relationship. So I think that's something we all need to have a takeaway from. So without further ado, let's dive in deep. Again, this is a recast of episode number 46 we had with Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. Peace, love, ciao. Hi guys, this is your host, Katie, and this is the uh, Just Being Honest podcast. You guys, it's Monday in our world. You know what that means? We just released a new episode of the Just Being Honest podcast, but we have a amazing, insightful, glorious, glowing guest on today. But first, let me backtrack. Hi guys, it's KB here, as I said before. Um, you just turned on the GBH podcast, and this is your health, wellness, nutrition, positive lifestyle manifestation coach. We are all about that, especially during this holiday season. We need to manifest a little bit more positivity. I swear I went to the grocery store. This woman was zooming around in another car. I almost got hit. She didn't even know. She didn't even realize it. So 
Bless y'all out there. Good luck crossing the streets. But without further ado, our guest for today is, drum roll, Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. Okay, so I'm super excited about this. I'm sweating in place right now because I am, I have these like girl crushes and I think you can probably relate, you know, I mean, just being a female yourself, but like, especially a fashionista, you know, we get these like girl crushes, like on the little things where I'm like, oh my God, like I'll, I'll like contact her and I'll be like, who did your eyebrows? You know, like weird, silly things like that. But welcome to the JB. You're JBS. so silly things. As I'm sitting here, for all of you who can't see, with like a hair mask in my hair and I'm still in my pajamas and it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> but it's California. We're allowed to do that. It's so true. It's a California, it's California on a Monday. It's California on a Monday. It's holiday season. We've got yes. lots to, lots to cover, but let's just dive on into it. All right, so introduce for many people, if they don't know you very well or if they're just getting to know you more, kind of share your story and share what you're all about. Oh, man. Okay, it's so hard to narrow it down. But, okay, um, I can help you. I love you this question. Okay, so basically I grew up in Dallas, so I have a twin sister, and we were actually born out here in Redondo Beach, and I feel like... California is just a huge part of who I am, even though I did not grow up here. So we moved when we were two, and my parents are super active. Um, I grew up at a lake house, just on the water all the time. And so truly, like, nature and water and all of that is just, like, my happy place. Um, And grew up in Dallas, love that city so much, and just love the people there. Um... Just there's such a warmth in that city and we just grew up with amazing family friends and just good girlfriends and guy friends and just um, we loved our growing up years. So it was really interesting, but my parents actually got divorced when we were four and they got remarried when we were 11. So wait, wait, so can you, can we jump into that really quick and let me interrupt you. How did you deal with it when you were four? Because is it just you and your sister or did I? Yeah. Yes. So it's actually interesting, but my parents did one of the first forms of in vitro to have us. Um, And so, yeah, we, it's just my sister and I, and we're like best friends. Um, It was just a very interesting, like seven years worth of time just when my parents were apart. And I always tell people it was the best kind of divorce, I say that in quotation marks, just because it's hard for any family, just because it's a separate family. But um, my parents just really prioritized us and just loved us so well through it all. And um, it was just still like, I don't know, we just loved our childhood even through that. And it was our biggest, obviously, hope and dream that they would get back together. And my sister Brittany and I would literally watch the parent trap and we would do like those things to them we'd be like kiss each one of my cheeks and then we'd like bend down so they would kiss each other just just like funny like weird things like that um and yeah so when they got remarried it was just like the craziest experience we were all just like oh my gosh it just did not feel real um my parents are actually marriage counselors now which is so ironic and funny but 
it's just so cool how they've used their story to help other people and um, didn't even intentionally get into that field. But we just had seriously like so many couples around our kitchen table and they just had a high demand for just people needing help in their marriage. And um, it was just a really sweet thing to watch. And um, yeah, so after that, we just had really great experiences in high school and um, went to college. And I went to, so my sister and I both went to A&M our first semester. And were you roommates? Yeah, we were. Oh my gosh, yes. that, that was like a dream of mine to have a twin and be the roommate. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. Um, so fun. But I feel like when I was there, so I didn't know, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do going to college. And I went there just because my sister was going and good friends were going. And I remember like halfway through the semester, I was like, this is not the place for me. It's so amazing. It just didn't have, I think I got more clarity on what I wanted to do and it didn't have that there. Mm -hmm. um, and so I at, just got- At college in general or just to school? Just to a &M. It's like I mean. a very, it's so funny because I feel like fashion and like writing and things like that were a part of a lot of colleges then, but it also is just such a new, uh, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like blogging. Like, I feel like it's just very a new thing. And, um, yeah, so they didn't offer any classes there at the time. So I was like, okay, I got this really clear vision of, like, what I wanted to do. Not specifics, more just, like, I need to do something in fashion. I love it so much. And... I left after a semester, and um, my mom and I were just going to go on two trips to look at school, so in L.A. and then New York, and my, so our closest family friends, their son acted on the TV show Gossip Girl, and his mom, Dana, was always like, Lo, you have to meet the costume designer. He's so amazing. Like, I feel like you would just learn so much from him. And Dana ended up coming on that trip with my mom and I, and Chase, her son, ended up having a fitting, like, right when we got into town. And now I realize just how crazy that was, because the fittings were not that often. Um, and I just asked the costume designer, I'm like, hey, can I do an internship here? And so he was like, yes, if you can get school credit. So um, anyways, the next semester, I ended up moving to New York, wow. and... Yeah, Gossip Girl was actually, so the writer's strike was happening. So it, so I think that trip was in November. In December, the writer's strike happened, and no one knew when shows were going to be back on air. So I was going out kind of to New York blind in a way because I didn't have, the internship wasn't happening just because the show wasn't happening. So my parents were like, I feel like you're supposed to go out there. I was like, me too. And so... I went and I ended up calling my friend who had grown up with. She was kind of like my older sister, I felt like. And she was Michael Kors' right-hand woman. And um, I called Lindsay and I'm like, hey, okay, here's my scenario. This is like day two when I was in New York. And I'm like, writer's strike is happening. Do you guys have any internships over there? Um, and she was like, yes, come intern here until Gossip Girl comes back on. And if it doesn't, just stay the whole semester here. Mm. And so it was just like such an amazing experience because I was really curious about all aspects of the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. I didn't know which part I wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. And so 
It actually, the writer's strike ended halfway in between the semester, which is just crazy. So I got like half my time in the corporate world doing like fashion week stuff behind the scenes. Um, and then like buying, seeing what buying was like Mm -hmm. and all of that. And then gossip girl was like super creative. I was all around town just going to showrooms and picking up clothing and then helping with fittings and just all these things. And both were really small environments. So I got to know the people I was working with really well and it was just like such a blessing. And so I, ended that and started the next semester just reporting on fashion weeks and I started um at another school in Dallas where I finished and um I just kind of took all my passions together because I was like oh my gosh I loved reporting so much and like trend forecasting and this Mm -hmm. is before fashion week was so different before blogging even because you know I don't know yeah it just it was really hard to get in you went literally for business like you were not going for social reasons it was very like kind of like serious business it was to be a buyer like that's what buyers did yes totally it was like either to report or to buy it's Mm -hmm. so true and um so I just took like everything I loved from those three experiences and I'm like you know what I think what I need to do is start I called it then an online magazine where I was reporting on trends and then telling people about brands that I loved. And so I was basically like connecting with brands, connecting with people. Um, and then I love like business and numbers and all of that. So it was basically me running my own business. So it was really fun because there were eight girls in Dallas at the time. Um, one girl being Amber Vence who started reward style, which like has totally shaped and transformed the blogging industry and even just the marketing industry. Um, but it was just so sweet because all eight of us would get together like every couple weeks and some were starting blogs, Amber was starting that. And we'd be like, okay, there's no history in this business. So let's all help each other. And it was just kind of fun to think back on that or is kind of fun to think back on that time because, um, I don't know, blogging was brand new and there was no other way to learn about it except for just trial and error. So, um, I launched my website and it just was like exploding really fast. Like within two months, it was just, I needed to hire someone else to help me. And then shortly after my accident happened, um, which, so I was hit by a plane propeller and lost my left hand and left eye and just had to go through, um, just like recovery and physical therapy and so my life in a career aspect or in a career sense went on pause for like about two or two and a half years. How old were um, you when you had that accident? So I was 23. It was okay. seven years ago, which is so crazy. Can believe I like can't believe it. It's just so nuts. But um, yeah, so I was just really focused on healing like physically and emotionally and all of that. And um during that time, so I, a few, like, really big things happened, but I um, was living with, like, my best friend, Anna, and after I moved out of my parents' house, and... Um, in Dallas. Yeah, in Dallas, and she's just, like, the best ever. Like, Anna and I were texting last week, and we're like, I still am grieving not living with you like, <laughs> the sweetest time, um, and so... Anyway, she was a nurse, and she just was, like, she just knows me through and through. She's, like, one of the best friends. And 
So she had an idea one night about starting a dry shampoo for brunettes because blondes can use like a powder. Like we use dry, um, baby powder a lot of times and she was like, I feel like we need to create this for them. Like, that's a great idea. And so kind of in my free time, I just started researching really healthy products for your hair and your scalp and your skin and all of that. And we just started making it in our apartment, kind of trialing it on my sister because she's brunette. And anyways, we just ended up creating a dry shampoo for blondes, brunettes, and redheads. It was a long process because we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> so um, that process began and then a year after my accident um I met my husband now so um his co-host at the time Juliana and back again yeah isn't that crazy I know yes you're so right oh my gosh it's like the biggest blessing ever but um she so she was having a double mastectomy at the time of my accident and so she was watching the Today Show in Gosh, the hospital. that was seven years ago. Wow. Whew. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I know. So she was just seeing, it was kind of flashing to scenes of, like, me reporting or interviewing people at Fashion Week, and she told her husband, Bill, like, I have to reach out to Lauren. Like, I want to let her know her dreams are not over. Like, she has so much life ahead of her. And she reached out about a month after my accident, and we just became really good friends. Like, we talked a lot on the phone, we Skyped a little bit, and she was just really real with me about her whole scenario with cancer and just how it, how it impacted her. And um, I was just so thankful for her reaching out. And then about a couple, like, I don't know, eight months after that, she was like, will you come to LA and I'd love to interview you in person and meet you. And I'm like, that would be so great. And so I did an interview with her, and she was like, do you know Jason Kennedy? Oh, she had a plan. (laughs) Yes, and I am like, it's the biggest joke, seriously, in our family, because for those of you that don't know, my husband does, he's a host on E! News, and it's an entertainment show about celebrities, and I literally don't know who anyone is, except unless they're like a Friends character, and it's just like a fun Yes. (laughs) so I'm like I think I know Jason like I don't really know anyways but um I definitely seen him before in there and so I was with my mom on this trip and we went and met him on set and I had the biggest crush on this guy going into it so I did my physical therapy and it just turned into like training basically at this place called athletes performance and it was just with um um like I always forget the name, but like uh, minor, minor and major league baseball players and then football players as well. And so there were about 20 guys and I would just, I wasn't working out with them, but I was like in the same place as them every day and they became like my brothers and, and really good friends. And, um, one of them I just had the biggest crush on. So all that to say when I met Jason, I was not thinking like, about like the love aspect of things I was like oh yeah I'll meet him I love meeting new people yeah whatever that's oh my god story of my life yeah sure I love meeting new people I know why not and so um I remember oh oh my gosh that's so funny it's usually right up there weird (laughs) wait I need to like figure out where that went we're in the process of selling our home so some things are hidden I'm like where did that go (laughs) Um, anyways he like wrote a note because I was like, where'd you get your watch? My dad loves watches. Where should my mom and I go eat? Where should we hike? Um, so he kind of wrote like a few things down for us in this piece of paper and wrote his number at the bottom and just said, 
hey, like my really good friend and I are going hiking tomorrow. If you and your mom want to come with us, just text me. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so You're it like, was a oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay. And I didn't really think a lot of it either. And my mom and I, it's so funny now because I like am very Southern in that sense. Like I never would like text guys. Kansas, on- hello. <laughs> yes, I would just always like let guys text me and I would, I don't know, not in a game-playing way. It was just more of, like, it's just, like, kind of a southern thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Um, but the next morning, my mom and I were going to go hiking early, and it was too foggy, so we went to breakfast. And I'm at breakfast, and I'm like, do you think we should text Jason? Or I should text him? She's like, totally, why not? So, anyways, we ended up going on a hike together. And, um, yeah, from that point on, we just, like, talked a lot and, his friend, so like backstory, when we left the hike, his friend Ryan, he's just like the best, but he was like tearing up with Jason, and Jason's like, "Are you crying?" And, <laughs> and Ryan's like, "Yes, I'm so sorry. I just feel like Lo is like, would you and Lo be so good together?" And <laughs> yeah, and Jason's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like she, he was like, "I think you might be right. Like I really liked her." And he wasn't really thinking of it in a love way either, like, at the beginning. He just, it's interesting because he watched my story and was just really fascinated by it on the news. And he, this is, like, the craziest thing to me, but I did an interview with Natalie Morales on Dateline. And he was watching it one night just by himself in his bedroom. After he was, after he met you? This is before. Oh, before. Um, okay. Yeah. So he was watching it before, and he literally, like, said in his mind he was like I want to marry someone like that and literally just like a couple months later I met him and we are married but it's like manifested it he manifested you yeah it was like so it's so crazy to hear because like I don't know just all the backstory things that I had no idea what was going on at the time and yeah we just we dated for long distance for a year and a half um got engaged after a year and a half but It was just one of those relationships where there's just, like, no doubt. I feel like we, within a couple months, like, all of a sudden, I just remember, like, a month into talking, I called my sister, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I really like Jason. Because even (laughs) when we were talking after the hike, I still wasn't, like, totally thinking about it in that way. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then it just was, like, full force. Like, both of us, I think we're just, like, we were just... You knew it. You knew it. So so it was that true. And this is what I ask all my girlfriends, you know, that are with their husbands are like, you just know. You just know. And it just it's just there. You really do. It's so true. And I don't feel like you like I was talking to a friend about this recently. She was like, I didn't understand that comment until I experienced it. But it's so true. You just literally know. Yeah, because like right now I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, cause I am such a like, my personality type, I am the standardized test. Oh, it could be A, it could be B. Well, C, you know, like, could be, you know. Yeah. So that's my personality, like, especially when it comes to guys. But I was just talking to you before we started recording about, you know, the, basically the age of the modern woman, you know. We are hard workers and we are, you know, hear me roar. And so it is kind of hard because my mom actually told me, she goes, I think you're intimidating. And I was like, what am I? Wait, what? And so, but then I have girlfriends that are like, you know, 
like it'll just happen and you know and like just be you and just keep putting that out there and just like you know Tanya Rad we were talking about Tanya Rad you know just be you no that's the thing like a few people said that to me in the past because I was never like in a rush I wasn't like I need to get married right Mm -hmm. now I was just loving my life and pursuing different career aspects of things and um, was just in no rush for that. And some people would tell me that actually, they'd be like, I think guys are intimidated by you. And I would always just think like, then they're not the right guy for me. Like a guy that's the right person for me will have no, will not be intimidated by any means. And I believe that for everybody, you know? Yeah, for sure. And in all honesty, like when I know, cause I know, you know, I see Jason and he's hilarious and he's like the biggest goofball and like you just he he needs someone like you that's just gonna like laugh and laugh and laugh at him totally he like literally it's like not even intentional i just <laughs> i'm laughing like all day every day and he's like this is why he tells people he's like this is why i married her because she laughs at all my jokes and i'm like because they're so funny like, i know I'm like, not- like for can i just bring up guys <laughs> guys go on <laughs> either Jason or Lauren's Instagram and look up their Halloween costume. Like, who would have thought of that? Like, oh hilarious. Hilarious. But um, but moving on from that, um, how did, like, how did your upbringing, you know, with your parents being divorced and then getting back together, how did that kind of shape you and those, those habits today, like, m- making you open to love? And then also jumping back to your accident, like, like you wow I mean and I hate to bring this up but like you were in fashion and something so visual you know something so visual and when something like that happens to you like what did your self-esteem do and how did you work so hard to bring that up and what helped you yeah oh my gosh okay so the first question I would say man I learned so much just from my parents being divorced because it's hard to like condense it but I would just say I saw what their marriage was like before and then after it was restored and I just realized what's important in a marriage and I I feel like I saw it like firsthand because in the south I keep saying like referring to the south but I feel like in, in Texas it's just very like you have this plan for your life and it Um, you go to college, you meet your husband in college and then you get married right after, and then you start having kids. Yep. So that's like your young twenties, you know? And, um, I feel like I just had this true perspective of what marriage was. It wasn't this like fairy tale in my mind because I knew like a guy cannot complete who I am as a person. Like, and I can't complete a guy. Like we are literally separate people coming together and, we just have, need to have a friendship and we're teammates and all this stuff. And I, I saw that through the restoration of my parents' marriage. And also a huge, huge thing for me that I've just carried through in my life today is developing really close community around you and living life with your friends. Because, oh my gosh, I feel like my dad exemplified that the best out of anybody. He just got involved with the youth group at church, but like, this youth group was so rare. I feel like I think about it all the time. Like this community was so amazing because I went to the public school in our city and in this youth group, it was like 
the guys that were a little more dorky and then the preps and all this stuff, but no one judged anyone truly. Like everyone mm-hmm. was like brothers and sisters in this um, youth group, not in like a weird way. It was just like no one cared. Like everyone just came and it was just such a tight knit, like close community. It was just so amazing. And my dad also just surrounded himself with really good friends. And my mom had like the most incredible group of girlfriends and that's just what helped them so much through their time of like trial, I would say of just being divorced. And, um, I learned that too, just after my accident, like the community around us, um, is just, was just insane. And it's just the people we've lived life with. And, um, there were, so even, so my parents were on their way to the hospital and there were over a hundred people there before my parents got there, which is just like crazy. It makes me just, like, did you, you knew, did you know these people or? Yeah. All of our like closest friends. And I don't know how it happened. None of us know. It's just the word just spread and everyone was there so quickly. And I'm like, it's just crazy. And just seeing how that city wrapped around us and all these things. But that came from vulnerability in developing this community. Yeah. And what a gift it is when you're going through anything difficult because you just feel so supported and surrounded um, in many ways, like emotionally and spiritually and physically, all these different things. And um, I would say with your question after the accident of just, yeah, I was so in the kind of physical world, um, meaning physical beauty kind of world and just surrounded by that fashion weeks and, I had a fashion blog and all these things. And so, um, I always say, okay, so I think your biggest, when you see what your biggest struggle is after a physical loss, um, you kind of see where you put a lot of your identity. So, Mm. and even Mm. if you don't realize, didn't realize in the past and what was just really impacting me the most was I felt like I just didn't look the same. And I'm like, are people going to like, First of all, I didn't want people to baby me. That was, like, yeah. I feel like I rebelled against, like, victimization. Don't I say sorry. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was, like, let me struggle. Like, that's how I'm going to grow. You know, I don't want everyone doing things for me just because I have one hand or mm-hmm. one eye or whatever. And um, which turned out to be the biggest gift because I just – you become so self-sustaining and um, in a good way. Like, you still – I ask for help when I need it and – and am dependent on people when it's needed. Um, but I think, um, sorry, I don't know why I just totally lost my train of thought, but, um, okay. yeah, just, oh yeah. Being in like the physical world. And I, I just realized, so half my head was shaved as well, which was one of the biggest things for me. Cause I just love mm-hmm. hair. Like <laughs> I loved always like round brush drying my hair and just, that was like my thing. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt, like, really insecure about that, all of it, all the loss in particular, but that especially, and um, I just feel like recovery took a lot of patience because your hair doesn't grow out really quickly, and even I I got extensions. My friend gifted me with some, which was incredible, but your hair is just so short, you, like, still can see it, and um, I don't know. It just took a lot of patience and just a new like stepping back and redefining what beauty really is and um, developing just a new kind of confidence because 
growing up, I truly did not think about like my physical appearance a lot. I was just, I feel like I've always been just like very natural, like not a lot of makeup. I just don't feel like myself if I have a lot of mm-hmm. makeup on and just would roll out of bed and brush my hair and go to school. And it's kind of like that beach bum kind of feel like I love being barefoot in the sand, my like salty hair, no makeup. That's like when I feel most myself. And I even felt that way in Dallas when we weren't around the water, but it was just like, that's kind of was my perspective. So it was interesting struggling with physical things because it was just incorporating my mind a lot more. Um, But it was also really great because I just had challenges to, um, I had challenges to go up against. So like, how am I going to dry my hair again? How am I going to do the dishes? How am I going to, am I going to drive? Okay. Like, how is that going to work? Um, how am I going to work out again? I like kickboxed a lot before my accident, just as a workout. And that was like my biggest thing. Every time I would go to my neurologist after my accident, I'm like, can I box again? And he's like, I just remember when he said yes, I was like, this is the best day ever. Um, so it was more just, yeah, I was like thankful for the challenges because I feel like there's all these little victories you can celebrate. And I feel like that can be applied to anyone's life. Like just taking things one day at a time and just celebrating the little things. Because even if you're an entrepreneur, you can apply it to that. Like it takes a lot longer than you think and Mm -hmm. there's challenges along the way, but just take it a step at a time and celebrate the victories. And I just, yeah, I just take that and apply it to my life today too even when I'm not in a trial, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I love that because, you know, we live, especially now, I mean, you and I are the same age. You're, I think, a year younger than – you're 30, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a year younger than me. But um, it's it's the same thing. You know, we grew up in kind of like a more – like, you know, we grew up when cell phones were invented. We didn't grow up with social media and all that stuff. So I cannot even imagine. I mean, I already know from my viewpoint how freaking hard it is to even just meet a really good, authentic friend. Um, go on a date? Oh, God, forget about it. Like, no, I'm, like, terrified. Like, like are you kidding me? Like, those apps? Like, oh, my God, I tried it. It's It's scary. It's so scary. It's a waste of time. But, like... You know, like, everything is so visual out there, and, like, everything is a highlight reel. And I want to ask you, because when you married Jason, and he, I mean, you guys had a long-distance relationship, which obviously flourished, and so that means it's, A, the right thing, because (laughs) you guys kept up with it. A lot of people give up. But then, B, also, you guys had to make a decision, you know, because... And pretty much you, because he had this, you know, that job that he had to go actually to. Yes. And um, and so you had to move to L.A. And so let's talk about friends yeah. there. Like, I'm from Kansas. Like, I get you, girl. Like, I came to L.A. and I was like, hi. And then real fast, I had to, I had to build a shell, you know. Yeah. And um, I yeah. want to ask you, like, relationships in L.A., How do you find the authentic keepers? So, okay, what was a really big gift is that Jason had been here for probably like 12 years. I have to like subtract the time. I think it had been 12 years when I moved here. And he had 
just such an intention to create a community when he was out here. So, like, year one, he was like, I hate this place. I feel like everyone goes through this. When oh, God. <laughs> yes, they're always just like, year one is like, I mean, it, it's different for everyone, but overall, I feel like people just really dislike it year one, and they have a hard time meeting people and all this stuff, and that was his experience. And then he just slowly but surely started meeting guys that were just so authentic and genuine and true friends and then Mm. just from that point on it just I feel like it grew out of that and he has I mean seriously one of the most incredible groups of friends I have ever experienced and I feel like when you find that here it just changes the game and even Anna who I was talking about um my like best friend, she, when she comes out here, she's gotten to know Jason's friends really well. And every time she's out here, she's just like, I've never seen friendships like this before. And we like, we have the sweetest friendship, Anna and I, and with a few people, but there's like, literally, I mean, probably 30 people. I'm not even kidding. Like that's in this bigger group, but, and then some people are closer to other, but all of them were just like, have the same goals for, I don't know, just how to be a supportive friend. And walk through life together and it's just really special um but I think on the other side of things for me coming into like his world there are so many gifts in that but it's also really hard because um the culture out here is just so different from what I grew up with and I think the biggest thing it was like a shock for me honestly was (laughs) some of the couples in our friend group like this is just one thing that hit me the hardest, so I'll share this, but it would be, like, a married couple, and the, they would have three little kids, and the dad would literally go out, like, four nights a week and be out till like, one in the morning, or we'd be at an event, and the, like, husband didn't want to go home yet, but the wife needed to because the kids get up early, so the husband would stay out late, and they wouldn't go home together, hmm. and just all these things like that, and I, I literally had to sit Jason down and, like, wait, I'm seriously not understanding what I'm seeing. Because I was like, these are the people you look up to and all this stuff. And I even even had to have conversations with my parents like, wait, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't get this because where we grew up, it was just very family oriented Mm -hmm. and like just really healthy. Like when you're married, like you do life together. Not that, I mean, a guy's night is awesome. Like go out and hang with your guys and me with my girls or me having time by myself at home or whatever it might be. But, like, so often, like, four nights a week or, like, all these things and just, I don't know. It just really affected me. And so that was something I really had to work through. And it was really cool because Jason and I have, Jason and I have had the best conversations about it and just realized, like, we're our own family and, like, we don't want to do life that way. And we're going to live at our own pace. And yes. we're going to do our relationship how we believe it should be done. Um, and not judging those people, but just – it was literally like a culture shock thing for me that I couldn't help but address. And then um, also just meeting girls. Like, so <laughs> one of the funny things is, so my twin sister, Brittany, she's, she was always like the friend maker. And I would just be like, we were just connected at the hip ever since we were born. And um, so because of her friends, they would be my great friends. And I, had, like, <laughs> I was like closer to others and she was closer to other, others, but we'd have like the same big group of friends and so when I moved here I was like wait Jace I don't know how to make friends I was like when do I invite them over like (laughs) all this stuff and he was like are you being serious I was like I'm dead serious he's like oh my gosh okay I'll help you um 
And so I think it was like relearning literally how to make friends and especially like at our age and when you're married, it's so different. Like I feel like if you live here and you're single, it's like go hang out with people whenever you want. Like it's just, it can always be easier to develop friendships. And I feel like I'm such a homebody and I... Not if you're a homebody, it's not easy to me. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I just love like, literally I just want to hang out with Jason more than anybody and not not in a clingy way. Like I'm like very self-sufficient, but I just, it's just the truth. And so I feel like, I don't know. It was hard. It's been harder for me to make good girlfriends, even though they're around. But I think there's a few things that came into play. I had really bad fatigue when I moved here, um, where I couldn't even do anything at nighttime. And just because of stress? I think it was a combination. So that like is what really started my like wellness journey. But a lot of it was my body was producing zero iron and zero, um, like no, there's like a, another thing that produces iron. It wasn't producing that or iron. And so I literally was living on adrenaline. And then I think mm. it was just an emotional thing too. Cause it was really hard leaving the city that I just went through a lot in and felt it was just like my comfort in my home and my family I'm so close to. So it was just a struggle, but, um, yeah, so it was hard because I had fatigue, so I couldn't commit very well because I wouldn't know from day to day what my energy would be like from mm-hmm. hour to hour. Um, and then also just, like, my closest friends right now, they live, like, depending on traffic, like, 30 minutes to an hour away. And so mm-hmm. just being intentional and finding consistency and also all of us travel a lot. And so it's awesome, and I love the lifestyle, but it's – makes friendships a little harder that are new you know yeah so I just had to learn like okay this just takes more time here because in Dallas like people don't travel a ton like they'll travel they'll plan their trips spring break (laughs) yeah totally it's like they'll take whatever three to four trips a year or something and I feel like here it's just so different and um not good or bad but just or it's great but it just it affects things like it affects friendships but yeah, anyways, so, so all that to say, Dallas just is super easy to make friends, and everyone's close, like, nearby, mm-hmm. um, and here's just a different, like... It's a different mindset. Different. It's yeah. totally a different mindset. Like, let's go back to, like, the dating aspect for, you know, some reason. Like, if someone finds out, like, you're in, like, fair, like literally two-mile radius, they're like, yes! But yeah. if it's, like... Yeah. But if it's like, oh, I live, like, because right now I live in Manhattan Beach, and, yeah, I love it. But if someone, like, lives in, you know, they're like, I live on the west side. I'm like, I just, like, get this visual of Lincoln Boulevard and, like, driving down Lincoln Boulevard through Venice and being stuck. And I'm like, "Mm," you know. And so it just, you know, it all fizzles out. But, but yeah, I want to talk about – that you said people travel a lot and I know you and Jason travel a lot you travel a lot you know you guys both travel a lot single you know solo um what are your like healthy you know essentials hacks on the road oh man okay so I'm a big prepper yes travel um so the things that are always in my bag are 
first of all, Branch Basics. I don't know if you've heard of them, but the cleaning stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are. It's like all I use in my house, except for some Young Living Thieves cleaning products. But they, I mean, literally, you can make any cleaning solution from them. But um, they have like this little travel set, and so that's always in my bag because I can clean literally anything from a stain to like I, I don't know a hotel room or whatever, Ooh. whatever. <laughs> like meaning like a click a remote controller yeah you know, all the things um so that um essential oils always mm-hmm. what's your brand young living nice and then also doTERRA I really like their digest zen just if I'm like having a digestive issue it's nice. so amazing um and then if we are traveling somewhere that's more than like a two-hour flight I go to this is like my routine I go to Wally's or Air One and Wally's I order their kale salad it's like massage kale with radish and cilantro (laughs) um it's just so good but it's easy it's like really filling because it's massage it's like really dense Mm -hmm. um and so I get like two salads for us and then just have snacks like I literally pack siete chips and um what else? Even like bone broth in the packets. Um, and then most of the time I'll pack our supplements. And what, ta- what supplements are you using now? Or like what, what do you think has been helping you the best? Because I know like me personally, I've kind of like switched, you know, here and there. Like whether I'm using this multivitamin or not. You know, it mm-hmm. depends on the age of my life. Like when I turned 30, everything changed. Did it? Oh my gosh. I know I can't tell. I feel like maybe with me too, but I, I can't tell <laughs> quite yet. But um, so Zimogen is the brand that I love so much because it's just very purely sourced. So I just trust it a lot. Um, and I take so many supplements, you're gonna like die. Oh, um, I be- honey, trust me. <laughs> you have no idea how I grew up. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just like funny. I couldn't list them all to you because there's like. I'm literally taking, like, 12 right now, I think. Um, I think that's how much I take. (laughs) It's so good. But, like, probiotics is huge. Um, Like, fish oil. Um, I take this complex that it actually protects your, like, DNA. It's actually not Zimogen. I don't know the brand off the top of my head. But um, it's, like, an unbelievable supplement. But it just protects from, like, environmental damage and even just stress and all this stuff. Is it... Is it like a GABA? Like GABA? No. no, it has. Oh, man. Oh. I'm going to have to like send you the link. Okay, for sure. Yeah, it's so good. So, so you good. pack all of your supplements. You pack your, your doggy bags. It's kind of like me. And then you have your cleaning supplies because I know <laughs> you guys are like the clean. Oh, my God. Except I told you. Okay, so low and like. She puts on her, oh my God, gross. The people like wiping down the airline trays and stuff. But then I was listening to Ryan Seacrest, who I love, and I wish he was still single. And I wish like I could slip into his DM and he would like respond. Anyways, long story short, um, he said that the headrests are the dirtiest things. Oh, yeah. I forget about the headrests. I'm wearing hoods forever. I literally clean, even clean the um, air vents. Oh, gross. I always make people turn them off. I'm like, can you turn that off? Then, yeah, you're good to go if you turn them off for sure. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, 
but yeah, so we have wipes. I mean, that's a huge thing, obviously. We, like, cannot travel without wipes or that would just be bad. Oh, um. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so let's move on. More healthy hacks. Let's mm-hmm. talk about everything. Uh, so I swear, you did. You started this trend. Celery juice. <gasps> yes. Okay, this is so – it's so funny. One I, day. <laughs> this is so not for me, so I just want to state that because – so a lot of people look at the medical medium for it. My functional medicine doctor prescribed it to me. So he was like my intro to this. And I'll give you kind of the, like where I was. So basically, I, for 15 years, no lie, have been bloated every single day, no matter mm-hmm. what I ate. I eat super clean. My family eats super clean. Um, and no matter what, I would just be bloated. Like, it just depended on intensity, like every day. But just like, this is so frustrating. And just when my fatigue really came into play, I'm like, okay, I need to start handling this. So all I'd say after like a few naturopath visits to different people, I would get like answers that were really helpful, but then it would just last for a certain period of time. And so I remember posting about this one doctor. I'm like, I'm dying to get his test, but he's not taking any new clients. And this doctor, Dr. Cole, DM me and just said, Hey, just let you know, I do those same tests. Like if you need help, um, I'm in Philadelphia, but I FaceTime with 40% of my clients and I just, it's like really easy to do if you are interested. Um, so anyways, Dr. Cole did like extensive testing on me, like saliva, stool, blood, hair. Um, and I think there was, Oh, and breath tests. And, um, found out he's literally the first person to find out the root causes of my issues. And so I had leaky gut, which Mm -hmm. I feel like so many people have and don't know. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like the majority of people, honestly, just after I've learned so much about it. Um, And we've just been on this gut healing journey for, it's been almost a year now, which is so crazy to think about. But um, I was about like four or five months in and I did not waver from the plan. Like he makes specific plans for each person just because everyone has different needs. And so I was just doing like two a tea, this plan, and I was still bloated every single day. And um, I became constipated, which I've honestly never struggled with. So I was like probably constipated for about two weeks and met with him and I'm like, I don't know how I'm still bloated. It just became almost hopeless because I'm like, I feel like I've just tried everything possible to heal what's going on in my body. And now I'm constipated and I'm so bloated. And so he's like, okay, I'm prescribing to you celery juice like every day, an hour before you eat food, like just celery. I'm like, okay, I will try anything. So I started the next day and day three, I was no longer bloated. I was definitely not constipated Mm -hmm. and literally was not bloated for four months. I still, I, I haven't recently on certain days just because I've eaten things I shouldn't have eaten. Um, but it was, it has just changed my life truly. And it like brought so much hope because it's really powerful. I mean, it like restores the lining of your gut and does so, so many other things. It's like would take a year to like express, but, um, yeah, I have a blog post on it. I could send to you, but, um, Mm -hmm. if that's helpful, Yeah. but I just love it so much. Well, and like the thing that people need to also realize that like, 
you still like need to like nourish yourself after the celery juice because it's like what 14 calories you know but then and also the integrity of your celery juice like i'm huge on chemicals and pesticides organic when possible guys please organic celery is like major like it needs to be organic Mm -hmm. for celery yeah for sure and also the thing you know um what else was i gonna say because you are releasing a lot. Um, I think this is something that people might forget. Um, even though celery can be really good with like electrolytes, um, yes. what people need to remember is that like when you are releasing, AKA like, you know, going to the bathroom, pooping and stuff like that a lot, because um, it's gonna do that. It's gonna really release some stuff to diuretic. Um, you need to make sure that you get that adequate, and when I say salt, I'm gonna say like, Himalayan pink salt, yes. the right salts back into your body or else you're going to have those like shaky deficiencies, magnesium levels are going to be off. So take that to note. But yes. guys, if celery juice works for you, if you're not allergic to it, give it a shot for a week. Just see how it goes. I know I tried it and it was like, it gives you kind of like a little zing, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, any greens are great for you in general. So eat more greens. But, um, no, I love that. And I have done research and I've been punching it out to people. It's fun. Um, and then, so you obviously saw some change in your body and jumping on to like moods by foods. Um, let's talk about how you have overall changed your life style by these like autoimmunes, leaky gut, whatever you've had to deal with. Um, researching how do you how have you felt and like what do you eat like what's your you know you don't label yourself as like a vegan vegetarian plant-based but mm-hmm. I think I feel like you're pretty much like a lot of plant-based yeah I definitely lean towards plants a lot of that is I'm a um a blood type so it's like are you too yeah oh my gosh it's amazing we're plant yeah, eaters so- we don't digest meat very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, I'll give you, like, an example of a day because I feel like that helps. Um, and I am very – I try to, like, diversify my meals, but I could eat the same thing literally every day. I'm like, I don't need – I don't get bored by mm-hmm. these meals because I love them so much. But um, I start out – so celery juice, and then I'll usually make a smoothie with, like, half a banana, wild blueberries – really pure almond milk, um, and then I put, like, ashwagandha, spirulina, macuna, MCT oil, um, this scoop of, like, really healthy veggie, like, veggie powder, and I think that's about it. Um, so that's usually my breakfast, like, snackish. It just depends on how full that smoothie will make me, but, um, and then for lunch, it just depends. I usually have a salad um I usually like pick a salad up from really healthy places around me so it's a gift to have that for sure um and then for dinner okay my favorite thing is like grass-fed bison I ground it um and I just put like a ton of spices in I'm like I just love spices <laughs> and mm-hmm. Himalayan pink salt and mm-hmm. we use siete tortillas and put cilantro on top and then I like do roasted sweet potatoes with onions. Um, I feel like that's like a huge meal of ours. And then I'll make salads are my favorite. So I'll like massage kale, 
red lettuce, I'll roast some beets, mm. um, put like mint, basil, cilantro, and sauerkraut. And that's oh. like, it's so good. That's like a very normal meal for us. Um, and then if I want a sweet thing, I'll either have like a fig, mm. an organic fig, or um, have you been to Sweet Laurel Bakery here? No. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I need to like, so they have Field this trip. cookbook. <laughs> Literally, it so their cookbook. I am not kidding. It is, it's grain free, dairy free. Like all the recipes are super simple, but insanely good. Like I have been making like this banana bread so much, and these sticker doodle cookies, and they take like no time to make. And literally, all the guys and like Jason are like, "What is this?" And <laughs> You're like, I just it up. <laughs> yeah, which usually is not the case with like healthy desserts. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I'll usually have those things around the house too, just to snack on. For the boys, for the boys. Yes, exactly. Um, and another thing is like bone broth. Mm. Well, I don't eat – right now in the current state of my life, I don't eat animals, but I'm a big – like for clients that I use, I always recommend bone broth. If you're sick, bone broth. If you yes. are recovering from an injury, bone broth. Like it works yes. wonders. Um but I do – oh, my God. I'm going to have to have you on again, like, for another – we're going to, like, touch base, like, again. You're going to have to come – part Wait, two. to inter- – or not to interrupt you, but have you tried the Al Venice um, – it's, like, the veggie broth? No. Send it's it to incredible. me. incredible. You need to look it up. Like What is it called? It's incredible. So Al Venice bone broth and then look up their veggie one. It's Al Venice. So veggie broth they I'll make get that. fresh menace yeah because like I'm like you where like I eat sauerkraut like literally I had a bowl of sauerkraut for breakfast that's amazing and I and drank the, the... In there, amazing <laughs> I drank the bubbies oh, and fermenting fairy is like I have it every day so their coconut kefir mm. has helped restore my gut a lot mm. and then her sauerkraut and her I thought I saw it at my desk but it's lemonade so it's literally just um elderberry lemon mm spring water and mm. ginger. Mm. I want yeah, some. That's it. It's so good. Okay, so I'm going to like t- like two more questions and then we're going to yeah. wrap this up and we'll have you back on. But yeah. um I want to talk about uh faith. Faith cuz faith is yes. very important to you, it's very important to Jason, it's very important to your family and your upbringing. Yeah. I have a true story. I oh my gosh, and you can find evidence to this when you resist something it it, yeah, it shows. So, like, if you resist yeah. something, we, I was brought up, like, loose, relaxed Presbyterian, you know, went to Christmas on the holidays, you know, went to Easter, right? Yeah. We didn't have a strong faith building. My older sister, very, very Christian, um, she lives in southwest Kansas, for the longest time, I, th- you know, I went through some very angry parts in my life, bad relationships, where it made me not believe it was a couple, actually, a couple years ago that I, because you, when I moved to LA, I felt very lost, and I decided to try this one church, and I went in and I was like, this place rocks! Like I, I went there and I was like, this is like modern. They like play cool music. The pastors, like I can understand what he's saying, and I went for me, and I didn't tell anyone I was going. And my life from that point on, doors opened. 
Wow. Like vibrations came into my life. And I want you to kind of like feed to everyone like how it's worked and how it's been so powerful in your life. Oh my gosh, yes. I feel like it is just where I find all my hope because like God, Jesus, like his character will never shift and he literally sacrificed his life for us and when there's pain, I literally, Jason and I talk about this because I'm like, even through my accident, I don't know what I would have done because even just the people in my life were so incredible. Um, even like where I was recommended to my, my doctors, my prosthetists, everything, like truly the best of the best. And I realized that over the years as I learned so much more about that world. But there were just times where I was like, this is not even enough. Like I need Jesus really. And I would just like spend time with God and um, even just in moments of like heavy emotion, like anger and sadness and all these things after my accident, my family would just pour truth into me. Like we would just pray and read scripture and it just brought so much peace into our lives and also purpose. Like I'm like, God redeems all things. So even for instance, we've been in escrow on this house in Agora Hills and, um, we, the, okay, so we just, we, Jason and I both feel like God, like, led us to this house. We're like, this is where we're supposed to be. It was just the craziest feeling. And we weren't even, like, on this really hunt for a house. It was just very, kind of like a fun thing. And we're like, wow, we're supposed to be here, like, all this stuff. So we just started praying. We put our house up on the market here. And we just started praying, like, God, I pray you do what's best for us. Because we're, we're wanting to pray like, Lord, sell our house fast, please, all this stuff. And we're like, no, God's a part of all this. Like he knows what to do. So let's just pray that he does what's best for us. So that was our prayer. And literally the Woolsey fire happened like a week later. And our house, so it's in this like sweet little neighborhood with 11 homes and three of the 11 burned down, including the one next door to us. And ours just got like heavy smoke Wait, damage. Wait, the one where you live right now? know the house that we've been in escrow in so oh. we closed we literally closed today on the house but we pushed closing because we just had to do so much it's been like a second job I feel like um learning so much too but it's just been so interesting and Jason and I both were like it's been if I'm being honest just pure chaos and not even from anybody the people we're working with are incredible the owners of the house now are incredible like everyone's been amazing but it's just been pure chaos for all like all of us and Jason and I just started praying we're just like in these last few weeks because we're just like God are we supposed to be here like we feel like you let us here are we supposed to be here um just the way that he like spoke to us was so crazy I could like go into depth but it would take a while um and so we just got such clarity like wow we're, this is like our home like we're supposed Aww. to be here um but the point of that is like I don't know where I would find like answers or peace like if that happened and I didn't know God I'd be like where would I turn like I was just like I would be just so upset and like wait my plan got ruined and all this stuff but Jason and I both were like God is teaching us so much like in this time even though it sucks like he's yeah. teaching us so much um, and even just like how we make decisions, like we just pray through everything and, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's just been like the stronghold of my life. And maybe that's the best Wait, way to describe it. I want to read, hold on, because I'm like grabbing. <laughs> I want to read something. So yesterday, as you mentioned that, um, two things that we said. Uh, so, um, you know, there's this, this point in the Bible and they say, if you look for me whole, wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you. And it's true. It's so true. And, and the, the other thing of what you just said, um, with the house situation, um, is that you can find God in very humbling circumstances. Yes. Um, and you know, in often at times, you know, you can find at the end of a journey, a long journey, you know, whether that's rebuilding your house or overcoming an accident or a breakup or whatever, you know, yeah. or a childbirth, you know, um, yeah. he is there, he, she, who, whatever you think, whoever, you know, but, um, but I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just enlightened and I get chills because like I leave church and I go for me, as I say, I go for me and, and it has changed my vibe. So, um, I just wanted to tell you that because I feel like you have to tell other people that understand that because you're yes. like, yes, I, like, that so much. I get it. So moving on from that, I will, I have one more question and I want to, um, I want to tell, before I ask my last question, <laughs> I want to tell people, guys, in the show notes, I'm going to have Lauren's information about the LSK Foundation, which helps support uh, funding and providing um, victims of, you know, that have lost limbs with prosthesis, and also your books. Oh, your, thank you. Yeah, your beautiful heart and <laughs> still Lolo. Um, also, some information about how they can get some dry shampoo. It's called yes. Stranded, which is such a creative name. I love it. Um, so, are you ready for the last question? Yes, and really fast. Yes. Like, one thing. So, I'm launching a subscription program in January on, Woo! like, how to clean up your life. So, it could be fun for your audience because I just get so many questions. So, I was like, I need to put it into one thing. So, like, month one is all about food. Month two is about products. Month three is about practices. And it's just like a handheld guide with a ton of information and you get like, daily content, but it's not overwhelming. It's like short and sweet, what you need to know. Um, yeah. So you can just take it at your own pace. So 30 or excuse me, 30, 90 day, um, clean up your life with Lauren. Um, if you want to get honest about your life, so do you guys have like a, like a jumpstart code that we can offer the JBH listeners? So actually right now, so I'll send you the link. It's okay, perfect. At a discounted price if you pre-order. Okay, pre-order. So I'll send you that link for anyone that's interested. Awesome. Pre-order the 90 days. We will definitely spread the word on that. And um, okay, here we go. It's a pretty loaded question. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, Miss Lauren, what's your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Oh, wow. I think the biggest thing is that it's a process and you don't get there overnight because I feel like our generation like wants everything now and I feel like my health process has been just such a test of patience for me because it affects all aspects of my life um 
so yeah, I think just having grace on myself, being patient, and also being very, um, oh my gosh, what's the word? Um, intentional. You like have to put work in. Um, so yeah, you got to get off your butt and not be lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it doesn't happen by just clicking a couple buttons. It really doesn't. Like, you know, we live in the world and I put this out there on Instagram because I got so frustrated. I mean, I know me as a person, I'm very knowledgeable. I'm very honest and I am loyal. And I, I kind of am getting irritated to the fact that we live in the world that no one wants to talk to you or be your friend or whatever, unless you have above 10,000 likes or followers. Oh yeah. So beyond that. Yes. Oh, girl. My darling, I am so grateful that you came on the JBH podcast. I took a lot of your time. I know how busy you are. And um, guys... We will have all of her information in our show notes about the foundation, her books, her new 90-day program. You want to get in on that? Guys, we are on Spotify and iTunes under Just Being Honest. So like us, review us, rate us, dance with us. We dance a lot every morning on our Instagram. <sighs> Guys, we did it. Until next time, kiss, kiss. Hug, hug, peace, love, ciao. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait. It's not about searching, it's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you wanna know where to start, how to begin? It's easy, call me, I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free, and you'll get your first discovery call free. Rooted in balance. That is something I believe each and every one of us could take a little bit away from and implant that into our own lives. So guys, something that I really loved to take away from this podcast with Lawrence Gregg's Kennedy, actually I should say this recast from episode number 46, is that her innovation, her bubbly personality, yeah, it comes naturally to her. But like all of us, it doesn't come easily every single day. So we have to create our own personal brand, live by it, and not compare ourselves with anyone else, just like Lauren tells us. So guys, I hope you got so much out of this episode today. And please share it with your friends and family. I love to see the comments and the feedbacks that you blast my way. Take a screenshot of it, send it to a buddy or two, make a comment over the World Wide Web because uh, I want to know what's flowing around out there. I want to keep the conversation going. And if you have any inkling of time, I would so appreciate if you jump over to Apple Podcasts and do a little quick 
subscribing. It's free. Remember that. And we will talk to you next week. Until then, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Peace, love, ciao.